Hi, this is John Kimlico, and I want to welcome you to Episode 2 of Radio Mopco. Uh, last week we had the wonderful Miss Cat Coppet, and this week we have Michael Burns. My buddy John Briggs is back, and he'll be chiming in during this episode. I also want to give a big shout-out to Miss Amy Tierney, whose birthday uh, is around sometime when this is being uploaded or broadcast. So enjoy Episode 2 of Radio Mopco. This is Heather, and you're listening to Hey, this is Peter This is Justin. This is Alex Hi, this is Alexander Stern, and you are listening to Radio Hi, this is Hi, this is John Briggs, and you are listening to Radio Mopco. All right, I want to welcome you to Radio Mopco, episode two. Here at wonderful Schenectady, New York, in the heart of Schenectady. <laughs> My name is John Kimlico, and I'm hosting tonight for... And we have people uh, causing problems. That's the beating heart. Is it that yours or mine? Um, we've got John Briggs at back, back from his uh, adventures in New York City. Hello. It's good to see you, man. Missed you. Yeah, it's great to be back, but... Uh, I'm learning some valuable lessons about life and about improv, so I'm, I'll be happy to share those. Can't wait to hear all of those. And we've got our wonderful, fearless leader, Mr. Michael Burns. Yep, yep. Here to help us out today. Yes, sir. And having his coffee, and I am. things are only going to get worse. I'm waking up. Awesome. Tell us about some uh, things going on here at Mopco. We've got a lot of cool classes going on. Oh, Michael. baby, we got all sorts of stuff. And you know, I didn't bring any like dates with me, but you did because you're smarter than I am, I guess. Well, so uh, yeah, we have a basics class running right now. Improv back to basics, we call it, because everybody can go back to basics and benefit from it, even if they are, you know, experienced improvisers. We're also starting uh, classes for seven to ten year olds and eleven to fourteen year olds. And those are starting on Tuesday, October 1st, and Thursday, October 3rd. And, uh, yeah, there's a link for brown paper tickets that maybe we can put up at the end of this thing or something. Yeah, that would be awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, good. And we got other classes, improv for self-improvement, and we've got intermediate improv, and we've got, we got classes. We have class. We have classes, and yet no class. No, we have a lot of classes. It's a high-class outfit. Yeah. Well, Michael, since you've been around since the beginning of Mopco... Uh, maybe you can give us like a brief history of whatever you want to include. Well, in the early days, you know, it was really hard to improvise because um, everything was made of stone. So it was uh, it was hard, literally, and you'd get bruised a lot. But then somebody invented pleather, and it was much easier then after that. Okay. And now the serious answer. <laughs> <laughs> the situation in Syria is okay i'm sorry man. it's okay so yeah mopco uh i started mopco in um in the mid 90s after getting canned actually from a job as artistic director of a theater that i won't mention and uh i rented some space in a karate studio and started holding classes that's to pay the rent for the rehearsal space just like today and uh, got a group of people together, and we started performing. And the weird thing was, nobody in the capital region knew what improv was. It was like, was what? You're not, you don't have a script, right? And so, did that for a number of years. And then I wanted to write a book and do some other things, so I sort of put it to bed for a while and did some other things. And then 
started to back up again about eight, eight or nine years ago. I'm not exactly sure. And this time, people around here know what improv is. So that's a huge difference. Yeah. You know, we have like a literate culture around here. So that makes it easier. We're starting to get improvisers in who already have some training, right? We used to have to train them up from Jump Street, so to speak. So it's different and better. It's new and different and better. How would you define improvisation? Making stuff up. More importantly, working with your partner like the beautiful... I wish you people could see how beautiful John Briggs he's is. He's very happy morning. with his new job. He is. He's got a new job. He's smiling. It's like coming <laughs> off of him in waves. This guy looks great. So I don't have to work hard at making John look good because he already does. But getting together with a partner and really listening and paying attention and seeing what's going on and being creative with that person and making them look good while they make you look good. That's what it's all about. What? 42. 42. What does does improv mean to you on a personal level? Ah, now you ask a good question. They're all good questions. More and more as I go through my life, I think improv is like a central spine of my spiritual and intellectual development. It really is. I'm not kidding right now. I've been kidding a lot, but... We are creative beings, and we're performative beings. We like to perform for each other. Yeah. Whether we do it as much as I do, which is basically from the moment I open my eyes until I, when I finally pass out late at night, or not, we're, doing, we're performing. So what I love about improv is it gives us more tools for performing more effectively as human beings. Yeah, well, it kind of leads me to my next question. This is... Um, how does how does improv like has how does it affect you how you go through your daily life and how you interact with anyone? Well, you know I'm going to do a shameless plug here. We have a class coming up that will become part of our regular class structure for uh, uh, improv for self improvement, personal development. And the reason that we're offering that class is that it's not just on stage; it's everywhere. You go through these little scenes in your day. Right, And as a player in the scene, you can decide what does this scene need and you can kind of bring the perspective you want to bring to it to make it successful. So, you know, if somebody cuts me off and flips me the bird, I have the choice of doing the same old scripted scene of leaning on my horn and <laughs> doing it back and escalating or everything. Or I can look at what other choices do I have. Right. In meetings, in work with, uh, in my case, with students or with, with people I'm working with coaching or with people I'm working with on stage or as a director, I always have choices. And I usually know them immediately because I'm an improviser. And if I remember to think of it as this is an improv scene, it goes better. Right. No question. Yeah. Do you have any questions for? Uh... I do. I do. Uh, you're not prepared for this, maybe, but we've had a philosophical discussion of. Uh, the importance of yes and versus if that is true, then what else, what else is, is true? true? So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I think uh, yes and. Both of those, for me, they're like two facets of one whole thing, right? So when you say yes and, you don't necessarily agree with somebody. You're saying, yes, I get what's being said and... For example, I I see why it's being said. So that's a way to add that and in there. But in terms of the content, I don't necessarily agree with it, right? So that's one way of looking at yes and. If this is true, what else is true, I think is an incredible 
unlocking of creative potential. It's a great moving forward mechanism. Major. It really right? does. We do this for the uh, for those listening. John brought us that some couple of years ago. As uh, or maybe not even I don't know John time Briggs. time John Briggs the man who just asked me this question. Uh, a lot of companies who do a lot of long form improv work use that as a tool to kind of unlock possibilities. And John brought us that. And what I loved the night I remember so clearly the night you brought that to rehearsal because I felt awkward and I said, "Oh boy, this is what I need. This is great." <laughs> when I when I have a new improv experience where I feel like I don't have this thing knocked. I'm so happy, right? Because that's where I want to be, stretching myself that way. So if this is true, what else is true allows me to think about exactly that and come up with eight possibilities where before I only saw one. And in both scene work and life scene work, that's a great thing to be able to do. What would be an example of that if this is true? And- <clears throat> well, I don't know. Let's see. Um, well, the longer forms, the the heralds, right. uh, taking it up a to the next level the three beats yeah so john i notice your uh your oxford shirt looks kind of wrinkled it looks like you like the suit's great man but the shirt's really wrinkled so you got this beautiful tailored suit and a wrinkled oxford shirt so now if that's true what else is true he probably got dressed in a hurry or he pulled the shirt out of the dirty clothes and put it on under the under the uh... great, so you're you're off on a kind of a because thing. That's fantastic. So that's one way to do it, John. What else might be true, John Briggs? Uh, if that is true, if my finely tailored suit is is great and my shirt is wrinkled, then uh, I may be. That's right. He's not wearing pants, ladies and gentlemen. We oh. didn't want to bring it up, but it's true. Damn. Great socks, though. Really expensive wool socks. Oh, maybe somebody grabbed him in that particular part of his shirt. Yeah, right? You know, True. wrinkled that. Yes. Yes. Right? Something like that. Yeah. Or it could be sort of a set theory thing, like, uh, like there are frogs in the swimming pool. If that's true, what else is true? There's probably mosquitoes. Yeah, there's mosquitoes. Because they eat them. That's right. Yeah. I like whispering. What's in the blender? So what you're saying, I think, is that <laughs> yes and is is good, is beneficial for, especially for short form. And maybe if this is true, then what else is true is good for the longer forms, the heralds, the armandos. Oh, certainly. Yes. 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 And even larger than that, I think yes and is required for if this is true, what else is true. You've got to be yes anding all over the place and in, a, in a long form. For, the, for those out there listening who don't know the difference between a short form and long form, do you have a short explanation of the difference? Yeah, short form uh, improv tends to be short, <laughs> whereas long form. That's a very tends short explanation. Longer, Not very informative. No, but it really. Yeah, is yeah, you're right. It is that true. simple. So long forms can be thematic. They can be kind of exploring a theme, a word, something like that, and just looking at it in all sorts of different ways. Or they can be narrative. We do a fair amount of narrative work where you're telling one story, or maybe two or three joined stories. Um, with the you know beginning middle end structure but both of them would be an exploration of something where you're going to be doing it for 15 20 25 minutes or, right. or more whereas your typical short form stuff what a lot of people think of improv as being might be 90 seconds to three minutes somewhere in there right a lot of the, the hoop games that, hoop games yeah the game is in the rules right right, right. exactly yes 
Yeah, so you can't say the letter T, and you can't say the... But when you say T, you have to do this. Right, exactly. So it's hoopy. It's like jumping through a hoop. Right. And people and improvisers love that stuff, right? Yeah. We like yeah. being trained. It's pools. good It's good way to introduce people to improv. Very good. It's, yes. It makes them feel uh, they're having fun really fast and, yeah. and having a good experience. And yeah. our shape of shows, too, is we start with short form. In the middle, we sandwich long form. And then end it with short form, too. So in case we have some people who are newer to the art form of improvisation, uh, we don't leave on the note of long form what exactly did happen. We leave with short form. Well, that was fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was something there in the middle I didn't quite get, but I liked the way they <laughs> they just, they were fun. They were really, those guys were fun. I have, I have one more question before we play and do some silly stuff before that yeah <laughs> michael what what makes uh mopco unique and special do you think well i'm going to brag on mopco for a second i think because we have this collection of people who some of whom were very experienced improvisers when they got to the company, others of whom knew nothing about improv or theater, for that matter. Right. New York is full of, and Chicago and L.A. and San Francisco, are full of companies where people are, like, sharp, and they sort of have one eye on their improv and the other eye on their greater show business career. Like, I want to get to be writing for Second City, or I want to be... Uh, or pardon me, right. Saturday Night Live, yeah. you know, whatever. Here, we've got this group of people in what you might call a secondary market. And, you know, when I go to I.O. and see a Herald, or I go to New York, or I go here or there, and I watch what's going on, we're not that much different, you know? These are people who really devote themselves to the craft and have come up with a, a really good improv company as a result. I'm always amazed that we, we come from all these backgrounds. We all have day jobs, and somehow we always come together and do something. Yeah. And awesome. whereas, you know, in New York, people are, I mean, you can make literally hundreds of dollars in improv. You know? <laughs> so, so. Hundreds? You know, I don't want to imply. I, the reason I said that is like New York people have day jobs too. They're waiting tables and people work their butts off in order to, to work That's at true. the Pitt or UCB or the, or the Magnet Theater or, or what have you. We've sent a fair number of people, sent meaning they decided to go to New York or elsewhere after working with us for a while. And that's another thing I'm really proud of. We are becoming part of a much larger community of improvisers yeah. because we do good work, we train well, and people leave here and, and, and join other groups and say, oh, yeah, I'm from Mopco up in Albany. What's starting to happen is people out there are saying, oh, yeah, cool, right? So at first we were just floating along alone, so to speak, but right. now, we're, now we're part of that, yeah. and that's nice. That's very cool. Yeah. Well... Let's play a game that uh, I played with Cat last week. Maybe you and John can play it. It's uh, the uh, kind of meeting of the minds where you say a word. Did you you, you heard the podcast last week? You yeah. kind of understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah, this really scares me because I've never done it. That's Cat heading in. He's scared. Either. I'm scared. <laughs> so for the folks out there listening, what happens is I go three, two, one, and Michael and John will say a word, any kind of random word. And the round after that, I'll do it again. They're trying to find a word that's between those two words. And we're trying to get to the same word. 
You mean it has something in common with each of those? Bands? Yeah. The one thing in common. The one thing in common. Two, if that's true. Yeah. So you're trying well, to get. True. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a theme. <laughs> so we'll try this. It may go on for a minute. It may go on for half an hour. Who knows? No, it'll it'll it'll. It's way to guess. The over under is three point five. Three point five. Yeah, I think Cat right. and I did it in like <laughs> five or six last week. So I'm taking the under. You taking the under? I think we can do it in three. You think we can do it in three? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna count down. Three, two, one. Banana. Race. What was yours? Race. Race and banana. Hi, Cinnamon. Do you have? Uh, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two. One. Slip. Peel. What'd you say, John? Slip. Slip. And I said peel. We're getting closer. Ooh, okay. You got something? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Caution. Fall and caution. Cool. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Yellow. <laughs> you see what I was going for, though, right? Yeah, dude. Okay. I was even looking at. It. We have some steps here in our world headquarters that have yellow and black stripes. Yellow on. and handicapped. And I was even looking at them. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Flu. Aluminum. What'd you say? Flu. Flu, and aluminum. Okay. Got something? Think about it. I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Plane. Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. <laughs> plane and, and stovepipe. Stove See, flu and aluminum. Oh, ah, very cool. And plane, I get that too. But you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plane flu sorry, is made of sorry, aluminum. Sorry, Cinnamon. Um, so you're, For you, those of you at you're, home. You're plane? Plane. And you're... Stovepipe. Stovepipe. Okay. <laughs> Which is actually steel. Yeah. All right, you ready? Three, two, one. Meal. What was yours? Meal. Meal and leaf. Thief. Thief. Yeah. Ooh. It's okay. You got something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Prison. Walk out. <laughs> Prison? And walk out. And walk out. Hmm. Like an interesting turn. Let me know you're ready. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Illegal. Illegal? And eyeball. Eyeball. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got something? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Why they called him? Three, two, one. Blind. Yours is blind. What was yours? Porn. You know, you oh. eyeball the illegal porn. Nothing is illegal anymore. You know, blind we can porn. end it on this one. Oh, yeah. 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 Blind and porn. Yeah. I'm going to have to put special uh, indica- indicators for this podcast. Th- things We're speaking gonna... in scientific terms. Yeah. That's right. That's, yeah. That's correct. Okay. Three, two, one. Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Even knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, I just like I didn't realize we were doing the comments. I lost track. I d- I'm not good at that game. <laughs> we keep going. You said 
You said masturbation, and you said I said radio. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ready? We'll find the common thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Erotic phone uh, sex. I was going to say phone sex, but then changed it to last second. We gotta change this. You said erotica. You said mm-hmm. phone, phone sex. sex. Yeah. I'd almost give it to you, but you'd give us phone sex. No. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's another podcast. That would be right. podcast sex, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah probably. Okay. It would be technical. <laughs> okay, so you're erotica mm-hmm. and you're phone sex, right? Phone sex. We're okay. really close. <laughs> yeah, we are. Three, two, one. Sultry. Sultry. <laughs> I cheated. Uh, Doing it. Okay. We got it. Okay. Uh, freaking Yeah, fantastic. that was just fine. That was cool. And that was fun. That was fun. Yes, it was. And see, here's the thing. I was terrible at it, and I had a great deal of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, good. And when it comes to generating ideas, we could have done how many scenes out of that little game? That's a good point. Yeah, that's that's basically how you start uh, a Herald. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. The clover leaf. All right. Um, we're going to do one more thing. Uh, I have this great little uh, app on my uh, little, little, I call it a baby Kindle, but it's not. A bindle. A bindle. Um, we're going to sing a song. That's wonderful. And I'll let, tell you how the structure is. There's, a, there's eight bars of intro. There's a 16-bar chorus, 16-bar mm-hmm. verse. Mm-hmm. Chorus comes back, verse, and then it ends. So chorus, verse, chorus, verse. Yeah. End. End. Um, what do you guys... You mean verse, chorus, verse, chorus? Well, you said the chorus. No, we do, eight I, bars we set the chorus we first, kind of like we do oh, on state, okay. and we do our. And then our you do a verse chorus, I do a verse chorus, and we end. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll. Um, cool. I got a kind of a, a country feel set up on this thing for, mm-hmm. for this one. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys want to sing about? Well, John Kimlico, why don't you look around the room and find something that is a an offer for us? All right, hang on a sec. Yep. He's looking at a newspaper. He's making a point of looking at a newspaper. Probably shouldn't look under Savage Love because that would. Yeah, that's the Metroland. Our, our We're going to mention the name of the newspaper. Yeah. Right. Oh, quickly, I also want to mention Mary's All Over Albany. That's right. Website. Yeah. Okay. What well, would be cool? How about entertainment? Entertainment. Entertainment. That sounds cool. Yep. Yes. All right. All you have to do is press this button. Can you guys hear it okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you when to start for the chorus. You can start first. I'll do it. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm hitting the table, yeah. We're coming around? Coming around. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Make a statement that is very good entertainment. Make a statement that is very, very good entertainment. Make a statement that is entertainment. Make a statement that's entertainment. One more time. Make a statement that's entertainment. Do up, do up. Make a statement that's very good entertainment. Do up, do up. Make a statement that's entertainment. Do up, do up. Make a statement that's entertainment. The verse. Well, I was walking down the street. 
when I saw an old piece of meat just rotten in the gutter and it looked like my brain. You know I wasn't happy, you know I was in pain. I needed entertainment to make me happy, don't you know it? Entertainment. I was feeling tired and slow. I saw you in the window and I waved my hand and you said I get you and I understand. Chorus. Statement. That's entertainment. Make a statement. I don't know. <laughs> entertainment. Make a statement. That's entertainment. Make a statement. That's entertainment. Make a statement. Entertainment. Make a statement. That's entertainment. Make a statement. That's entertainment. Make a statement with me. First, I got in my car. I wanted to drive far, so I turned up the radio and I took the trip nice and slow all of a sudden in my ear heard a commercial for Molson beer they said we are Canadian we have the best entertainers around and I think One, that two, their claim three, is found make a statement make a that's good Jim entertainment Perry. Michael Make J. Fox. Make a statement that's entertainment. Other Make Canadians. a statement that's entertainment. Oh, take off, Make a Dan statement Aykroyd. that's entertainment. Make a statement 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 that's entertainment. I'd like to thank you folks for coming out and hearing us tonight. We really appreciate it here in Cincinnati, Ohio. God bless y'all. God bless America. Catherine O'Hara. John Wilkes Booth. Awesome. Was an actor. Awesomely strange. He was an actor. He was an actor. That's where the break a leg thing comes from, or is that a myth? Uh, no, actually, I just read this whole thing about breaking a leg, meaning getting out past the stage leg so you would collect salary that night. I have no idea if that's true, but I oh. kind of like oh, it. Oh, the legs on the side. Like you're in a touring show, mm. and maybe you, you just like don't actually get to go on stage. Yeah. And if you don't, you don't get paid. So, you, you know, actors really like to get paid because they don't much. The Wilkes Booth is a much better story. Yeah, I don't know what's true. So if break that's, the if, imaginary line of cross. Well, in other well, words, you know, the, you know how the stage legs hangs like down sort of at the end edge of the playing area okay. on the proscenium stage. So mm-hmm. if you break that line, then you're yeah. on stage and you get paid for the night. So cross oh. the threshold. Yeah. Through the yeah. looking glass. Now, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Right. I mean, I saw that on the interwebs. And then we also had the discussion about the green room a couple months ago. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of different theories on that. But one of them is the Metropolitan Opera had a green room. And the other one is that there was some place in London that had a green room. And the other one is that that's where the green kids go. Who eat too many vegetables. <laughs> that's right. Cool. Mm-hmm. John, anything you want to say or talk about or uh, before we go? Yeah, Briggsy. I saw a really awesome show I wanted to talk about for a skosh. Uh, on Wednesday, I went to UCB in Chelsea and saw um, Mike Berbiglia's An Improvised Dream. 
Mm. And Mike Birbigley is a uh, constant contributor to NPR, This American Life, and also uh, wrote a book called Sleepwalk With Me and is uh, has a featured uh, feature film called Sleepwalk With Me too. Uh, it was great. So he, he comes out and asks for a conflict from the audience. And the woman who was sitting in front of me said uh, that uh, her conflict was she was not getting paid for her nanny services. So that inspired him to do a monologue about not being respected, turned, talked about his wife. And then, so they did, uh, it was kind of an Armando-esque. Right. But it was the, the foundation, the basis was, uh, was conflict. Huh. And uh, the scenes were not filled with conflict. It was interesting how they found ways to come together. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't necessarily negative all the time. They turned some some of those negatives into positives. It's like that scene we did the other night where you had me and Peter make each other look as good as possibly yeah. as we could. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. That was... Uh, yeah. I like dreams. Dreams are good. I like dreams. I had one the other day that I was... I went everywhere in my underwear, but it was one of those terrifying ones. It was okay. I was like good with it. It's Your like, underwear was all right. Yeah, I was like, I was just doing everything in my underwear, and I was so, so, embarrassed. And so, what do you think, man? Do you think that means that underneath it all, you're basically okay? Is that what we're we're going for? In that no, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask. An you. exhibitionist, maybe. I didn't <laughs> ask you, <laughs> Mister Ooh Ooh. I'm going to call you Mister <clears throat> Ooh Ooh from now on. Okay, that's fine. Ooh. Yeah, Mister Ooh Ooh. No, isn't uh, you feel vulnerable, right? Like, but I was okay with being vulnerable. Ah, maybe he's that's okay what okay with his vulnerability. Maybe that's, that's, maybe oh, that's what the dream meant. Wow. Can you be vulnerable and you're okay with it? I think so. I'm working on it. That's a really important quality for an improviser, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Yesterday, I looked when at when I was young. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yesterday, I looked at my smoke detector, and I've, I've lived in my apartment for. <laughs> 15 months <laughs> never changed a thing no and i said wow the batteries lasted forever i wake up at three o'clock in the morning and it goes beep wow you invoke you it. like you like had a weird psychic moment yeah i have those from time to time <laughs> I do too. but that's the most recent you know okay so i have a real strong opinion about that i was in a workshop the other day in new york where somebody did some really good basically being really open and using their five senses, observing. Mm -hmm. And somebody in the workshop, it was one of the workshop leaders, and somebody in the workshop said, oh, my God, you're psychic. And I'm thinking, no, he's observant. He's reading what's going on in his partner's face, tremors of the voice, tension of the fingers, all that stuff. Those are all offers. Yeah. So then you make a stab at it, you make a guess, and if it happens to be the correct one, people go, psychic. But I think we all are... That kind of psychic, when we improvise well, we're just really tuned in. It's like we're doing gibberish story, and you have one of those, how the hell did he guess that out of nothing? And it's not nothing. It's not There's nothing. There's a huge amount just of information. Just attention. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's in the room, you know? You, like, pay attention to what's going on. Right. Like, read your partner. For yeah. example, you have the word avocado written across your forehead, which I'd never noticed before. But once you see it, it's hard to miss. <laughs> Actually, you don't. You have Ireland, Ireland, yeah, on your cap. The Emerald Isle. Cool. Have you noticed that Kim goes all in green? Even the foam on his headphones is green. His cap is short. Oh yeah, short. Oh, he green. is. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You guys are both dressed in blue. We are not all blue. Well, my sho- my shoes are brown. That's too bad because if they were blue. <laughs> 
you could sing like blue suede. This is a yeah. this is a part of the podcast where I seriously consider editing. But, you can edit. You but, can edit. It's all right. But we'll see. No, no edited for good. brevity. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, we should talk about the shows we're we're playing. Well, you next know, week. yeah. And since people don't know with a podcast when they're listening to it, I don't want to. I don't want to go next week. What I want to do is say this: we're uh, we're regulars, baby. At the Comedy Works on Saturday nights, and we're regulars at Proctor's in Schenectady on Friday nights, and we have special events and other things. We have classes, and we're just now, as this is recorded, we have this wonderful new rehearsal room in our studio at 309 Union, and we're starting to do sort of invitation events there for people as we develop new forms, like Thing Along, the musical form, and and so forth. So um, we're busy, and we're bringing delight and love and joy to you and we got um spontaneous broadway coming up yeah we're doing chortle combat yeah and we'll be doing theater sports in the winter time yeah. lots going on lots. hey where would you learn about all these amazing things going you on? could probably go to mopco.org because you don't want to go to mopcore.com why not because i can't talk i'm getting all you don't want to go to mopco.com because <laughs> unless unless you want cleaning, cleaning supplies <laughs> you know i wish I wish it was possible to like us on Facebook, like, you know, at Facebook.com slash Mopco. That would be fun, wouldn't Or it? find us on Twitter at Mopco. Yeah, that both of those things would be great, too. And the podcast, hopefully, coming up this week, will actually be up on iTunes. iTunes. That would be sick, nasty, bro. Yo. <laughs> sick, nasty, bro. Yo. That's how the young kids speak. That's how the kids speak. Kids these days. Yeah. Their pants coming down. and You know, it's amazing. I have become an old fart. I really have. It's like... Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, it's we, like we, I'm two generations older than the kids these days. Now, I mm-hmm. used to be I used to be them. Then I was a generation older. And I'm two generations older than these. Kids. You know, that's an interesting point because in Mopco we have the gambit of age range. Yeah, we 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 do. We have me all the way down to 22, and I'm 87 years old. <laughs> years young, more like that's it. right. I'm I handsome 87, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Well, I'm 28, and I still I use professional sports as my uh, indicator of whether or not I'm old. So 28-year-olds are not yet considered over the hill. That's, That's actually still their prime. Yeah. So. Hey, I was I was in Israel last summer, and I met a guy who's like 80, name dropper, 80, who's still <laughs> country who's name still dropper. competes at the masters level in running. You know, so hey. It's not. It's not the years in your life. It's, it's the just life the life in it's, your. What, what was that Indiana Jones quote? Uh, it's not. It's not. The Sorry, age. I melted your face. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. No, it's, it's it's not the mileage. It's it's not the age, honey. It's the mileage. Are we actually talking about anything now? Yeah. Good. I mean, we covered our <laughs> Mopco bases, yeah, so we, we can. We did. There's one other thing I just think I should say, which is that you. To be a good improviser, you have to celebrate failure, and that's really important. Take a risk, people. Come on, you do it, and then then if it doesn't work quite the way you expected, say yay me, because life is beautiful, and why be scared about that? Well, I want to say yay Michael Burns for doing this, and yay John Kimlico and John Briggs, and I want to thank uh, my co-host John and our guest Michael Burns for the second improv podcast for Radio Mopco. 
And cinnamon. And cinnamon. Don't, cinnamon. don't look at cinnamon. Cinnamon the dog. Don't look at cinnamon in the eye because, <laughs> because she's really skittish. she'll eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> but she's otherwise okay. Sorry I ate your face. Sorry I ate your face. She'll feel bad after. And uh, in the words of Cat Coppet with two T's and two P's, as I learned, is uh, go forth and improvise. And uh, improv will save the world. Make a statement that's entertainment. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Before we go, I want to do a couple of plugs here for us. Uh, our website is www.mopco.org. Our Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash mopco. Now, if anyone uh, wants to uh, sign up for the uh, age 7 to 10 class, uh, that's at brown paper tickets, all one word, dot com forward slash event forward slash four six four five four nine for the ages 11 to 14 that's brown paper tickets again one word dot com forward slash event forward slash four six four five seven zero there's also an email address for the classes it's kids classes all one word at mopco.org also if you want to uh, comment or give us some suggestions or just Talk about stuff we've talked about. Uh, we do have an email address that is uh, radiomopco at gmail.com. All right. See you next week. This is Heather, and you're listening to Radio hey, this is Andrew Wagner. Is Peter Hi, this is Justin. This is Alex Tennyson. You're listening to Hi, this is Alexander Stern, and you are listening to Radio Mopco. Hi, this is Mary Dodd. Hi, this is Mike Byrne. You're listening to John Briggs, and you're listening to Radio Mopco. Next week, Miss Amy Tierney.